Fourth down and 12 at the Ravens 49. Dalton waiting for the shotgun snap. Now Uzama moves into the slot. Dalton catches the football. He's back to throw. Inches up in the pocket. Throws. Yeah. Caught by Boyd. To the 15. The 10. Yeah. The 5. Touchdown. Tyler Boyd. Man. On 4th and 12. Man. It's a 49-yard touchdown. Ooh, and the Bengals lead with 44 seconds to go. Silence in Baltimore. Panamanium in Buffalo. to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips getting you in the game and boy weren't the NFL justified in putting all the games in the 9pm slot on Sunday the drama the intrigue the brilliance of Sunday Night Football we thoroughly enjoyed it and we hope you enjoyed it as well we're going to pick it apart talk about coaching changes and start to look forward to next weekend's playoffs this is the Gridiron Show Welcome to the Gridiron Show in association with Touchdown Trips, getting you in the game. Eight new playoff teams, four of the longest playoff streaks and, well, non-playoff streaks in the NFL, all broken. It was a brilliant Week 17 Sunday night. Some shocks, some surprises. We'll get into all of it. Will Gavin, Ollie Hunter here. Ollie, we just heard the Bengals call of that Tyler Boyd touchdown which put the Buffalo Bills into the playoffs for the first time since 1999 put the Ravens out can we hear the Ravens call please Andy Dalton takes the snap steps up fires down the middle complete at the 15 10 5 touchdown Cincinnati Tyler Boyd with a touchdown no flags on the play and disbelief has shrouded the stadium. Oh my gosh! I, what I loved about that is that the guy clearly throws the mic down halfway through. I'm absolutely gutted for Ben Mortimer. Touchdown trips, who will be devastated. Well, he's not getting in the game, is he? Getting him in the game, <sighs> he won't be going to a Baltimore playoff game this year. That's for oh, sure. Oh, Benny boy, I'm so sorry, man, but. You can't argue with a finale like that, with an ending like that. What it does mean is eight new teams for the playoffs this year. I say four of the biggest droughts in the NFL, in the Titans, the Jags, the Bills and the Rams, all broken tonight. Um, so, if you're thinking about going to watch a game next weekend, the schedule has been set. It schedule. looks like this, the schedule. I don't care at this point, Ollie. Sorry, sorry. Um, on Saturday evening... In the 4.35, so the 9.30pm slot, it's okay. Titans at Chiefs. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with that. That's a nice uh, nice slot for that. A nice little taster to an hors d'oeuvre to the playoff weekend is is that. Great. Okay. 1.15am, Sunday morning, Saturday night. Sure. Falcons at Rams. Oh! What a game that is. It was actually, thinking about it, that late game 
was always going to be the West Coast game, wasn't it? Yeah, massively. Yeah, but yeah. what a great game yeah, it is. Yeah, great game. Sunday, early kickoff, 6pm. Buffalo Bills at the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think the Jags, after their back-to-back losses, are going to be pretty happy to get the Bills, to be honest. I think that's a good matchup for them. Sure, sure. And rounding off the weekend, 9.40 Sunday night, January 7th, the Carolina Panthers at the New Orleans Saints and all NFC clash. few things to say. NFC South all getting in. We've been saying that for about six weeks. Maligned, were we? It yep. happened. Yep. We did not call that both the Titans, <laughs> the, ti- the Titans and the Bills both making the playoffs is ridiculous. And Ollie, to all of that, I say to you, Happy New Year! Yay, happy oh, New Year, it's bro. going all over the desk. Oh, wow, that's, uh, that really is. That's a, a bottle of Prosecco <laughs> that we found in one of the TalkSport fridges. I think it's the one I bought last week for Christmas. Is it? I think so. I think that's one of the ones I Didn't bought. Didn't we drink that? How many did you buy for I bought Christmas? two, and then we had a spare one left over. Ollie Wilson bought us one, the delightful Ollie Wilson. Ollie Wilson, who, by the way, if you haven't listened to the TalkSport 2 coverage, one, why not? Two, he's been brilliant. Been doing a sterling job. Yeah, yeah. So this is to celebrate... The end of 17 brilliant regular season weeks. And to look forward to the playoffs, buddy. Well That's done, our bud. podcast. Thank well you very done. much for listening. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Have finally made the big decision. Chuck oh, Pagano is gone. Not the, um, not the decision that Chuck's gone. <laughs> just the Prosecco. It's a man losing his job. That's a cancer survivor losing his job, Ollie. <laughs> and you just called it delightful. <laughs> Don't do that. That's horrendous. <laughs> You're a disgrace. <laughs> no, that's uh, no. It's not delightful, Chuck. I think as Simon Chuck, Clancy, are you addressing him personally yeah, at this Chuck, point? As Simon Clancy said to uh, us on private message, he'll get a job. He'll get another defensive coordinator job. Um, I think he'll make a good defensive yeah, coordinator yeah. somewhere as well. Uh, Green Bay, they're in the market for one. So <laughs> There you go, that'll be a good one. Dom Capers, it looks like he's gone. No confirmation of that yet. So Chuck Pagano fired immediately after their 4-12 and campaign. His worst mark in his six years as Indy's head coach, or five and a bit years. The firing came shortly after the 12-13 to win over the Houston Texans. A 53-43 to record in his time as Indy after posting three consecutive 11-5s and that culminated in an appearance in the 2014 AFC Championship game. The Colts have failed to make the playoffs in three straight seasons injury's been a big part of that and the terrible management of the front office has been part of that but Chris Ballard's come in this year I think he's made some good decisions overall I think he's drafted some decent players and now he's going to get to pick the man he wants to work with going forwards yeah yeah and they need they need some stability there but they also need some decent medical staff uh, personnel who will be able to analyse exactly what's wrong with Andrew Luck's shoulder because the way his injury has been managed and I say managing in in air quotes um, has been abysmal this year and I think Colts fans season tickets holders and people that have gone over to to pay to watch that team should probably ask for their money back because it's been a disgrace that they were sold the promise that Rogers would uh, Rogers that Andrew Luck would come back he didn't come back. Jacoby Brissett has been has been serviceable and would have been better had the rest of the ro- uh, roster been uh, anywhere near up to scratch. They've been a shambles, that team. We should say as well, coming up later in the show, I should have mentioned this at the top, really, but uh, Tony Baselli, we had him on the TalkSport 2 show immediately after they'd made the playoffs, but not in the most spectacular fashion. And he was on whilst the <laughs> Bengals game was coming to an end. So uh, he joined us to discuss that, and that was really good fun. Uh, so we'll hear that later in the show, just to kind of round us off for the new year. Um, should we just go through the rest of those uh, so far coaching changes that we've 
had. Go on. Um, we've also had uh, uh, Ben McAdoo, we obviously knew, already uh, leaving uh, New York Giants uh, head coach uh, following a 2-10 start that saw the team briefly bench Eli Manning. Jack Del Rio, it was tweeted out after the game, Del Rio informed reporters that Mark Davis had relieved Del Rio of his duties following Oakland's 30-10 to loss to the Los Angeles Chargers. The Chargers doing everything they needed to do, really. Well, but, um, on ESPN, uh, the headline is... Gruden will be the next coach of the Raiders. Schefter joins SVP, friend of uh, the old show. We should get him on the new show. We should oh, yeah, that. we definitely should get SVP on. And says the Raiders wouldn't fire Jack Del Rio without being convinced they can land John Gruden as head coach. Now, I would be delighted if John Gruden is the new head coach of anywhere, which means we don't have to hear him on any of the night footballs because his platitudes just wind me up. He is one I, of the greatest, the you're going to see in the NFL. I'm, I'm really genuinely starting to think that this is a, um, that, that it's becoming a bad decision. I liked the idea of somebody trying to bring them in, but um, I, yeah, I, I kind of starting to think that he's beyond the point at which he's an exciting hire. The only general manager change is obviously Jerry Reese left the New York Giants, and we've already got it confirmed that Dave Gettleman, the former Carolina Panthers GM, the one that put together that Super Bowl run team, he is coming into New York, so they've got that in place now, which means they'll be able to get on those potential head coaching candidates, and there are a lot of them out there. Aren't there some, there are some rumours that Rick Smith won't be staying on in Houston for personal reasons? Well, Rick Smith is so, taking a, a leave of absence for yeah. personal reasons. His wife is well, we don't know what that means for their future, whether yeah. they will look for somebody to replace him in the short term, whether they'll just look to re- replace him full stop. So well, and, that's going to be an interesting one. And also in Houston, Bill O'Brien has confirmed that he will be staying on. I mean, he can say it all he likes. We'll see on Monday and you'll probably be waking up to to news on Monday, New Year's Day, whether he has gone or not. But I kind of think that he'll stay. He hasn't been dealt the fairest of hands this year. And the... The way he was working with Deshaun Watson over that first six or seven weeks, it just showed that he is the guy to help Deshaun go forward with this organisation. Yeah, I'm I'm a big Bill O'Brien And Son's uh, JJ Watt and Whitney Merciless, that that defence has been leaning far too much on Jadavian Clowney. That showed in the last few weeks as well. Uh, So, yeah, look, I think think Bill will, will stay there. Um... What we'll do, because there are going to be a lot more things happen between the time we record this and you even listen to it, you will probably have heard of more head coaching changes, more GM changes, and we'll keep an eye on it. I have got Adam Schefter's Twitter open in front of me just in case there's any breaking news because he does tend to get out there with it first. Fascinating, the last thing he tweeted, of course, is that it's going to be Jags Bills the first weekend. That's Doug Marone who opted out of his contract at Buffalo three years ago, welcoming them into. Mm the building exciting stuff yeah yeah yeah, yeah. Um, so should we go through so that's kind of there are a few more coaches that I think w- will make a change I think Marvin Lewis despite that big win on the last day I still think he's gone John Fox be amazed if he's not gone um it, it's, ama- it's amazing. John Fox has been an NFL head coach for 16 straight seasons across across three different teams just seems to fall into a new job constantly but um 
Yeah, interesting to see that whether Ryan Pace stays around as well. I think they'll try and bring in somebody quarterback friendly. Jim Caldwell, he said in his press conference afterwards, he thinks that he's staying. He's not done with the team, but there's a question mark there. I mean, Mike Malarkey, despite the win today, I still don't think he's the right man to take Tennessee forwards. They weren't good today. They managed to, defensively they were, and they managed to count on some turnovers, and that's where they turned it into points. But the lack of production in the red zone and the lack of production from from Marcus Mariota is is getting pretty stark. It's worrying there. Uh, Derek Henry looks really, really good, but he can't do it for the entire game now that uh, DeMarco Murray's out. And the wide receivers aren't picking up the slack. Um, Delaney Walker in his old age is starting to fall off uh, come the back end of the season. However, that could be something that could be managed somewhat. So we'll see when they go into Kansas City next week. But... Yeah, I, the, the Titans don't look like a great team. They're playing against today a, a, a Jags team who had already qualified. No matter what Tony Baselli says, I think the team, from a football point of view, were metaphorically on the beach and um, weren't weren't at the races. And Blake Bortles wasn't good at all so i don't i don't trust i don't believe in the jacks i defended bortles last week um after the performance against the 49ers because i felt the first two picks weren't on him um and i felt that overall uh that he didn't put in a terrible performance he had between the first two picks which i thought were both weren't on him third one i think very much was but the first two that i didn't put on him i believe that he um, like in that stretch, he went like 10 of 12, 156 yards, had a really good stretch of play. Mm-hmm. But the problem is, is those interceptions seem to be coming at back-breaking times for the team, coming at times when they really can't afford to be turning the ball over. So uh, the Titans did run out 15 to 10 winners over the Jags to earn a postseason berth for the first time since 2008. They've only had a year less of no playoffs than the Jags. Uh, a late comeback uh, by first place Jacksonville, uh, Yannick and Gokwe's touchdown to bring them back from 15-3 down to 15-10 but the Titans gain kept the Chargers out of the playoff and Marcus Mariota came up big towards right at the end of the game there's a pair of those big tackle breaking stiff arm runs to drain the clock and preserve the win when there was time there were timeouts they could have still got into it 61 rushing yards leading the team but I think still think that overall his performance can't be can't be overpredicted after can't can't be overstated on those plays when actually I thought for the rest of the time he was a bit disappointing and the Titans Titans should have trounced the Jags today they could have had so many more points on the board they ran the ball a third of the a third more than they passed it and uh, Mariota was just over fifty percent on his completion rate the stiff arm was on Barry Church to get the crucial first down to enable them to run more, one more play and then take knees was it was I'm, I'm going to say it because I'm drinking Prosecco with a pinky out it was to die for but mm, to die for um, yeah just a sec <sighs> but yeah they need more from from Mariota and they, I think I think it's a combination of bad coaching bad play calling and Mariota maybe being that level or, or sort of regressing to that level and just, just he's not that bad initial reactions the AFC playoff picture I don't like the look of 
The Titans getting in and now in the fifth seed off the back of that win. <laughs> they are not a good team. We've had some great play from a couple of defensive players. Kevin Byard, Adoree Jackson made a couple of great plays Love today. Adoree. But overall, they've not been up to scratch. The Bills, this is a Bills team who benched Tyrod Taylor and tanked a game against the Chargers with Nate Peterman and yet are still scraping into the playoffs. The Jags have lost back-to-back games in bad fashion in the last two weeks. And then, OK, the Chiefs today ran out 27-24 winners over the Broncos. Pat Mahomes shaking off an early inception um, and some some bad miscues early on to show great arm strength and and get Chiefs fans excited for the future. But they were 24-10 up and allowed the Broncos back into the game on defence. Tied 24 apiece with two minutes left and 70 yards to go. You can't can't read anything into that game with the Chiefs. Anything at all. They benched Smith, Kelsey. But they were 5-0 and then they slipped to a point where they nearly missed the playoffs. It doesn't matter. They're back on form. But we've seen that over the last two, three weeks. Don't read anything into that. Tyreek Hill was benched. Kelsey was benched. Kareem Hunt only came in for one play and he scored a touchdown. Ignore the Chiefs thing. The Chiefs will smash the Titans next week. Absolutely smash them. And then go on to face the uh, the New England Patriots, probably, if the Jags win over the Bills. Then you've got the fact that the, the Steelers are the Steelers. You've got the Patriots, who... Uh, James Harrison comes in, gets two sacks on his debut, immediately looks the best he's looked all season. It was the final two sacks of the day. Really thumbing his nose up at the Steelers. I, I just, I don't like the AFC playoff picture. I certainly don't like the wildcard round look of it. Um, I'm, de- I'm desperate. Despite Juju Smith-Schuster having an incredible game today, um, nine receptions, 148 yards, a, 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 a kickoff return as well for 106 yards. Despite him having a great year, a, a great game, sorry, I would, I really want Antonio Brown back. I really want him back for that um, playoff game or for the, uh, the, the, the AFC Championship game against the Patriots. If he's back, the Steelers win. If he's not back, the Steelers lose. It's as simple as that. Um, we should talk about that Bengals-Ravens game because oh. even though it now no longer has playoff implications it obviously had some pretty big ones at the time the Ravens ousted from the playoff hunt in stunning fashion Andy Dalton throwing a 49 t- yard touchdown pass to Tyler Boyd with 44 seconds left to hand them a 31-27 to victory um, the, on paper Baltimore should have been in that position anyway the Ravens to snag a playoff place was beat a Bengals team with a lame duck head coach who had had a pretty poor season overall but the Ravens on offence Joe Flacco's kind of great run of play from the last five or six weeks came to a massive halt against let's remember a defence that three weeks ago got torn apart by Mitchell Trubisky and the Bears they were better in the second half. Chris Moore had the, the brilliant kickoff return and then touchdown catch to bring the Ravens back into this game. But they, they were down big and they were down early and they never really came back into it. Alex Collins, the last three weeks, has not got back into the game. He had a brilliant touchdown in this game, but they've not used him as well as they have. I, the Ravens, for me, are fully to blame for their own downfall. I cannot disagree with you more. I, you, I, I can't. You can't disagree with me more. <laughs> no That's what you've just said. No way. I can't. Is that the Prosecco talking? Yeah. I can't agree with you more. Um, <sighs> Flacco. In, a, in what I've called a bad AFC playoff uh, field, yeah. they should be in there. The, Flacco averaged 4.1 per attempt, which is. Oh. Inc- 4.3, oh. sorry, which is disgusting. That isn't is it? disgusting. And when you look at the receivers, that. I feel actually sick. Mike Wallace had 13 targets. Guess how many caught? 
Two? Five. <laughs> Five for 40 yards. I'm sorry, I low-balled you badly then. That yeah, was massively, horrible. massively. I'm sorry. Uh, Benjamin Watson, he was seven for 61 yards. It's a lot of dink and dunk. And the, you've got to praise the Bengals' defence for snuffing out those kind of... those little short passes where... You'd ex- where the Baltimore Ravens were thinking we'll get five here, we'll get six here, we'll get seven there, and we'll move the chains. Okay, in in some ways it worked, but in the end they lost the game. They lost the game by that conservative style of offense. And I think John Harbour has the Harbour has to take a hard long look at himself. Let's just talk about a few of the other AFC games that we need to mention. The Chargers beating the Raiders thirty to ten. Uh, you know. I said I'm a bit gutted for them for going 0-4, but that Saturday night loss in Kansas a few weeks ago has really come back to bite them. But yet again, Keenan Allen, two touchdowns, 133 yards off nine catches, uh, that beautiful score into the end zone at the end. Um, There was a really good touchdown from Derek Carr to Amari Cooper that reminded me why those two players are players that we can be excited about. But overall, the offense was asleep the whole game. Uh, Jack Del Rio getting fired is the best thing that could happen for Derek Carr and everyone else at that team, as far as I'm concerned. Again, I agree with you. I agree with you. Stop agreeing with me. Uh, well, <laughs> we all go on real radio in 40 minutes. You better be disagreeing with me more there. Oh, yeah, we're going to talk about the Arsenal penalty, which I <laughs> completely disagree with you. But the the Raiders, so stuttering. It's... um. <sighs> They couldn't get Marshall Lynch going at the beginning of the season. He ended up with 100 yards, 5.3 per carry in this game. He's had a really good end to the season. They've got all of the the they've got all the ingredients to make a really good offense. It's just the play calling has completely let them down. Derek Carr has regressed to the level of that play calling. Amari Cooper keeps dropping balls. Michael Crabtree has gone missing as has Jared Cook who hasn't done anything the Oakland offense is is diabolical it's only matched in how poor they are by their defense which is abysmal so there's an awful lot of that needs to change there do you know what would be a good place for Pagano maybe in Oakland it's going to be warm there's no hurricanes (laughs) there's no hurricanes out there Um, I think these are really bizarre reasons that Oakland's well, a good not, place for him. But I don't do you know. Not, do you not yeah, remember? They've got some defensive talent. They need some help in the backfield, and that is where he's a former defensive backs yeah. coach. That could be interesting if they go and, and if Gary and Connolly can turn into something of of note and Obi Monafonwu as well. Yeah, it's not a bad shout. Well, okay. do you do you do you not remember Chuck Pagano's weird press conference where uh, he? Uh, yeah, started. I do now. So I do there now. you go. Fair Thank play. You. But Fair. I just wanted to get your thoughts on the the touchdown drive where. Keenan Allen uh, caught the ball going out of the back of the end zone where the play caller thought it was a throwaway and the throw, the catch before that to Antonio Gates. Oh, the Antonio Gates catch on an absolute rope, sideline, toes down, vintage Gates, vintage Rivers. That was brilliant. Well worth watching. And just a a little, I know we've spoken about this game a bit too much, but a little nod to Melvin Gordon, a player who could have missed this game with injury and he... Uh, he, he averaged 5.5 for carry, 93 yards. Brilliant stuff. 
Uh, Frank Gore, 100 oh. yards on the ground to move to 1,426 for his career. He's only 75 now behind Curtis Martin in fourth all-time and just the fifth player to go over 14,000 for his career. Also moves to seventh all-time on the all-purpose yards list, list hero. Uh, the Patriots, really good win over the Jets, 26-6. to six. Do not understand what Tom Brady is still doing in the yeah. game in the fourth quarter. Yeah, absolutely madness. What's he doing there? I, I'm I, like, I'm not one to generally agree with. Is it Bill? Who came out with it? Colin Cowherd, I think it was. Generally not a man I agree with. But he thinks that Belichick is essentially tanking the Patriots long term by getting rid of all the other quarterbacks because he wanted Jimmy Garoppolo over Brady at the beginning of the season. Uh-huh. Has this whole theory on it that that's why he's let Garoppolo and Brissett go for cheap and then he's just going to run Brady into the ground this year, retire at the end of the year and, and stick a finger up that at Robert is, Kraft for not trusting him on Garoppolo. That is absolute <laughs> insanity. I think it's really funny though. That's one of the worst things I've heard. Uh, but Dion Lewis, really good game from him and I think he's getting ahead of steam going to the playoffs. Look, the Browns... 0-16, 28-24 losers, without Ben Roethlisberger, without Le'Veon Bell. If Landry Jones can throw for 239 yards and a pair of turnovers and overcome a pair of turnovers to win the team, we win the game for you. It is farcical. And yes, Juju Smith-Schuster had a brilliant return, but the Browns deserve to be 0-16. Yeah, but one of the bright sparks is Josh Gordon. I think I don't know what his contract situation is but they need to make sure that he's with the team next year. 115 yards off four catches for Gordon. Browns we- Browns get the one and four picks, though. So uh, they're bound to take a quarterback. Baker Mayfield, maybe, I reckon. Some, someone like that. I don't think they'll take Mayfield at the top. I think it'll be one of the Rosen, Darnold, everyone else, etc. Really? Ugh. Yeah, I think it'll be one of the more traditional prototype quarterbacks. And actually, that's what I think Hugh Jackson will work with better. Okay. Um, okay. Even though I like Baker Mayfield a lot more than some of the others. Yeah, me too. Um, the, the draft order, by the way, we've got the top 20 through. There are some coin flips in there, but um, I will just read that through for you. So Cleveland, Giants, Colts, Cleveland again. From the Texans. The Broncos at fifth. <laughs> Jets, Tampa Bay, Chicago, and then the ninth and tenth pick will be decided between San Francisco and Oakland on a coin flip. Miami at 11, Cincinnati at 12, Green Bay and Washington 13-14, that'll be a coin flip. Arizona, Baltimore, Chargers at 17, Seattle at 18, the Dallas Cowboys, the Detroit Lions. What's really interesting for me there is Denver at 5. Do they get a quarterback? Do they reach for a quarterback? I think they definitely go for a quarterback there. That's that's fascinating, Denver being there. I think you've got... Only three picks above you where they're likely to take a quarterback. There are teams below you who are likely to jump up, but only Cleveland and New York. So only two of the three, two of the four picks above you. Because Cleveland won't take two quarterbacks. The Jets could and Indy have might got take Andrew a quarterback. Luck. The Jets will take a quarterback. Yeah, but it's so, whether the Jets will move above Denver to do that yeah. and trade with Cleveland is going to be the interesting thing. Uh, but we'll talk more about that. We've got so much of the off-season to talk okay, about yeah, the draft carry on, order. carry on, carry on. Let's just quickly rattle through, or not quickly, but let's get to the NFC side of things. So the NFC South, it was very topsy-turvy today. The Buccaneers, with a late touchdown strike from Jameis Winston, handed them a 31-24 win over the Saints. And that's despite the fact that Winston was intercepted three times. The Saints lauded backfield of Marshall Latimer and Marcus Williams was brilliant for three quarters and then absolutely picked apart in the fourth fortunately for the Saints Atlanta beat Carolina the Saints stayed in the fourth seed and in fact it was what was weird about it is seeds five four and three all lost tonight 
because mm-hmm. the Panthers lost to the Falcons, the Saints lost to the Bucks, and the Rams lost to the 49ers. Mm-hmm. Now, admittedly, that's the Rams without Goff, Gurley, Whitworth, Donald, arguably their four best players this season. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for as much as I want to be excited about the 49ers going forward, and it was another good performance all round, although at Five least... Five in a row. One bad pick. They're the form team in the NFL. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, yes, let's sack off some of those AFC teams and give a place to the 49ers. They deserve it based on the last five weeks. Uh, <laughs> I, mean, I mean, wow. The, by the way, that hit on Marquis Goodwin was one of the worst things oh, I've ever seen. Horrible. Horrible. It, 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 he took uh, a hit, I think it was from uh, Courtness. Uh, a, a player of that ilk I, I couldn't I, fully see the uh, the shirt number shirt name as, as, as well and um, it was such a, a brutal hit it, there was nothing malicious in it Blake it was ju- Countess it was Countess there we go it was it was a hit that was just timed perfectly or imperfectly if if, if you're that way inclined and uh, Goodwin went on his back twitched there was this weird twitch it, it's it's it was uh, it was shocking. Here's one for you. Oh, okay, Macca. Uh, really, like a funny tweet from James Dixon, formerly of this parish. I have to give him a bit of love every now and again. Do we have to? He tweeted, uh, "Marquis Goodwin out concussion week one 2018." That's very good, actually. Which was very good. Yeah, I thought that was yeah. quite funny. So the Rams losing 34-13 to the 49ers, but with a very second-string team. The Falcons, you've got to say, showing up against the Panthers, 22-10, yeah. and majoritively on defence. The two things different to last week. Their defence played a lot better. Cam Newton was picked off by Keanu Neal, and at least two other times. <laughs> can't remember who by now. Um, Grady Jarrett had a massive game up front as well. And, and, and yeah. do you know what? What they didn't do last week against the Saints, when they got in the red zone, when they got down to the goal line, they punched the ball in. Really good touchdown for uh, Devonta Freeman. Just overall, it was the best all-round performance from the Falcons we've seen in a few weeks, which has kind of been missing for most of the season. And yes, it wasn't quite the offensive juggernaut that they had last year, but overall there was some balance. And if you're going to be positive about the Falcons for that big game at the Rams next weekend... There's, there's some positivity there. Ricardo Allen, Robert Olford, the other two that got the Ugh. picks. Um, Matt Bryant, five out of five field goals. And yeah, OK, that's great. But that does show they're not quite finishing off teams in the red zone or wherever. Well, on they, the field. they threw the ball 45 times as well, which is a concern for the run game. Yeah, they're running the ball just uh, 26 times. So two thirds of the amount of times more they're, they're throwing it. From a Carolina point of view... They couldn't get anything going on any side of the ball. Really, really poor from them. Cam Newton, the three interceptions were bad. All of them bad. None of them none of them receivers' faults. All of them bad. They couldn't get anything going on the ground. Artis Payne, McCaffrey, nowhere. I, I wonder if they rested Jonathan Stewart. I, d- I haven't seen anything in there's, him. Uh, Jonathan Stewart did play today. There's, there's, a, um, there's, a, there's a couple of quick ones that we didn't mention because Julio Jones, do we know if he came back into the well, game after that nasty knock? It looks like he did because the, the knock was in the first quarter and he's got five receptions there. So it, That looked like a bad one, but he came back in. We didn't mention Shady earlier when we were talking about the Bills. Oh, man. Getting into the playoff okay. for the first time in 17, 18 years and then having LaShawn McCoy go down with what looked like a nasty ankle injury. X-rays have been negative, but that could be, you know, for the drag fans listening out there, you might be facing the Bills without LaShawn McCoy. Yeah. Excuse me. 
I'm sorry, that's going in because I don't have, don't have time to edit it out that's out before of we go on air. Uh, well, if you want to time code it, wait, you're sat in with me, you can't. Uh, I'll work it out. All right, we'll see if you can figure it out. Just beep it out and no one will ever know what I did that was horrendous. So, Falcons all round. <laughs> I mean, Panthers still defensively, I think, are a good enough team to yeah. get a win next week. Um, Saints, a bad loss, but you can kind of put it on the end of the season to them. So, it's just going to be weird going to the NFC because we've got two really saucy matchups there. Yeah. And yet, so many of those teams lost this week, so there's a lack of momentum all round. Another team that lost. Yeah, let's talk lack of the, momentum. With the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, my God. We've done our Super Bowl, route to the Super Bowl, and both of us have said that the Eagles will lose their first their first game in the divisional game. I don't care who they face. It can't be the Rams, but it can be anyone else from that four. Yeah. I don't care who it is, they lose. I think they lose. Foles is awful. They lost six, was it six nothing? Let me double check that. I think it was six to nothing against six to nothing. It was six it was. to nothing against the Cowboys. It, it was, and uh, Ollie Wilson here, here was watching these. this closely. It was the worst game of football he's ever seen. Um, Foles taken out of the game when they were. He was four for eleven for thirty-nine yards on four possessions, and forty-six point nine completion percentage, forty-eight passer rating, four point one yards per forty-nine attempts over five quarters in the regular season final two games. They are going to have to do the heavy lifting. Now, no JGI today. You know that I'm not his biggest fan, but no JGI. So maybe they just run the ball a lot. Get it done in the trenches. You've got to give them some hope with the bye week as well. But Foles is looking bad. Shaky. Shaky at best. Proper, proper shaky. Nice win for the Cowboys to end what's been a pretty turgid season for them. And the Minnesota Vikings, first round bye for them. And it was basically... Everything they do, Mike Zimmer's D controlling the game against the Bears. It finished 23-10, made Mitchell Trubisky make some rookie errors, held Jordan Howard. Jordan Howard's had this really weird season. He was the fifth leading rusher in the NFL uh, going into this game. He had minus one yards in the first half, nine yards on the day in the end. He just He's had two or three games this year where he's just completely disappeared. You you can tell I'm a Jordan Howard fantasy owner by that, can't you? Um... I, I think this is why I like the Vikings in the playoffs because they're just set up for postseason football. Good defense, yeah. move the chains, don't do anything fancy, get the job done. They know exactly what they're doing. Case Keenum, they, they use his skill set perfectly. They don't stretch him, and with Thielen and Diggs, and Diggs had a good game today. With both of those making plays, Latavius Murray. Whatever you say about him, two touchdowns, 111 yards, 5.6 average. They're getting it done there as well. Jarrett McKinnon coming in as a nice little change of pace. Look, the Vikings are dangerous. That defense is legit. Okay, they're going up against Mitchell, uh, Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, he's not going to scare anyone. But the, the, the Vikings are the team to beat in the NFL. Uh, I agree. I, I really think so. And then the, the the Patriots on the other side doing it while wrapping half the team in in bubble wrap. So uh, <laughs> uh, we, Vikings Patriots for the Super Bowl. Are we done? Do we need to even do the next four weeks? Uh, no, I've gone. I think I've gone <laughs> the Saint Steelers. Saint the complete Steelers. opposite. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so uh, yeah, cannot be. Oh no, I've just sent that to the wrong person. Um, <laughs> oh, I didn't need to see that. <laughs> yeah. uh, so that kind of wraps up. It's whoa, just... whoa, whoa. Oh yeah, go on. Green Bay. Uh, do we need to talk about Green Bay? Well, we need to talk about the uh, double reverse uh, 
two-point left arm oh, throw yeah. from Golden Tate to Matt Stafford. It was brilliant. Uh, Green Bay season's done. Dom Capers is gone, but it was good that we've um, we've uh, we've signed up Corey Lindsley, the centre, and Devontae Adams to new contracts. That's good for the future. But that that play, if you can go and find it on NFL.com or, or wherever, um, it, it's really really cool to watch. It's the fourth time in the last seven years that the Packers have been in the bottom third in defence, including a dead last ranking in 2011. In the last seven years, they've been in the, outside the top 15 uh, six times. Um, he hasn't fielded a defence in the top 10 since the Super Bowl season when you were the fifth best defence in the league. It's a change which should have come three years ago. Delighted it finally has. I've seen rumours of Vic Fangio moving up the M3 to uh, I don't think it's the M3 but moving up uh, the the motorway to Green Bay Ooh, that would be an amazing signing by yeah. the way um, I'd love to see Vic Fangio with a good team um, like he was with the 49ers briefly yeah. when they were a good team which they're not now but they have in the last few weeks so I would take him that, he makes defences play better than the sum of their parts which I like uh, so I think that's us done Ollie uh, just a little short mini pod for you to uh, to get you through your hangover on New Year's Day I hope you all had a wonderful time get in touch with us at Gridiron at Will Gav at Ollie Hunter to let us know we'll do another podcast later this week to preview the playoffs and to talk about all of the um, uh, to talk about all of the coaching hirings firings GM hiring firings we're expecting over the next few days but keep an eye on Gridiron and our personal accounts for our opinions on those as well I'm headed to um, headed to the darts tomorrow Ollie for the final oh okay great uh, and then I'll be live on TalkSport from 1am talking more NFL probably so you can, you're, you're, you're going to the final huh yeah okay it's going to be great going on my media pass media pass oh okay, okay. yeah did you not sort one you said you were going to sort one for me. No, I didn't. You definitely did. <laughs> I did say I'd try, but everyone I know who's got one. you didn't one. try. No, I did. I oh, that's get, rubbish. Tried to get Gubbins, he's decided to go. Tried to get Bellwoods, he's decided to go. Basically, everyone that's been there for the last two weeks but not going to the final to work is all going along as a uh, on a jolly. Uh, so sorry, mate. That's fair enough. I'll, um, I'll, uh, I'll Facebook live you from there. That's fine. Great. Love you, buddy. Yeah. Also, by the way, uh, follow me on Instagram, at Will Gav. I'm really trying to do it for proper this time. Remember like a year ago when I tried to encourage people to follow me on Instagram and then I did nothing? Now I'm doing it for reals. Super Bowl week's going to be lit. At Ollie Hunter on both Instagram and Twitter. You should follow Ollie. He's much funnier than me on social media. Well, no, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so get in touch with us at Gridiron on Twitter. We round things off, we, of course, in whoa, association whoa, whoa, whoa. with Touchdown Trips. Getting you in the game. Getting you in the game, yes, you. Have we done our route to the Super Bowl? Do you want to? Do you want to just go through that quickly? Okay, so uh, SuperBowlChallenge.co.uk is something the NFL UK are pushing this year, and it looks like NFL. a good com, bit of fun. Enough. Is it on NFL? Yeah, well, it's NFL UK. So SuperBowlChallenge.co.uk, isn't it? Super, SuperBowlChallenge.nfl.com. That's what I thought. Oh, oh no, well, written. I'd... SuperBowlChallenge.co.uk is literally what's written on the big oh, yeah. magnetic board. We did so our what things link on have I put in? Oh, a link that can't be reached. Great. Ah, <laughs> that's very funny, uh, Ollie. Give us your route to the playoff. Yeah. Your route to the Super Bowl. Uh, Kansas City beat the Titans. The Jags beat the Bills. The Steelers beat the Jags. The Patriots beat the Chiefs. The Steelers beat the Chiefs. The Steelers are in the Super Bowl. Steelers beat the Patriots are in the Super Bowl. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Steelers cool. beat. And then the Saints beat the Panthers. The Rams beat the Falcons. The Saints beat the Eagles. The Vikings beat the Rams. The Saints beat the Vikings. Saints are in the Super Bowl with. 
The Steelers. Who wins it? The Steelers win it. My route to the Super Bowl. Go on. Chiefs beat Titans, Jags beat Bills, same as you. And I've got the Steelers and the Patriots making the... Uh, the um, in fact, we've got basically the same route to the to the championship game. So Steelers, Pats in the championship game, yeah, yeah. Saints, Vikings. But I've got the exact opposite Super Bowl. I've got Vikings, Patriots, and I'm going to get the Vikings to win it. Vikings <sighs> to win the Super Bowl. I really Bowl. don't want that to happen. I know you don't. Uh, so here, listen to uh, Tony Baselli. This was us catching up with him immediately after the Jaguars loss. But whilst the Bengals-Ravens uh, game was ongoing, uh, thank you very much for listening as always. Check out Touchdown Trips if you're thinking about the playoffs or the Super Bowl. We love you a long time. Thank you very much for listening. <laughs> this has been The Gridiron Show. We're joined now by a man who's got to be watching this game closely. Jags, former left tackle, first ever pick for the franchise. I'm sure delighted that the team are going to the playoffs for the first time in 10 years, Tony Baselli. Let me ask you, would you rather be facing the Baltimore Ravens or the Buffalo... Uh, uh, the, sorry, the Tennessee Titans or the Buffalo Bills right now? Oh, I'd rather play the Bills, especially... Uh, it sounded like uh, LeSean McCoy went out. In that game, so if you play a Bills team without LeSean McCoy, that'd be a big advantage, especially after losing to the Titans twice this year. But either way, you're in the playoffs, and uh, the regular season doesn't matter anymore. Now you got a chance to go. Uh, it's win or go home. They um, the, with the LeSean McCoy, uh, they have had a scan on his ankle. They've confirmed no sprain and no break. So there's a chance he could be back for next weekend if they make the playoffs. But they're relying on Andy Dalton here, which is uh, not someone you necessarily <laughs> want to be relying on as he throws it away on second and fifteen. So it's third and fifteen. The first down mark is bang on where their field goal line is. Fifty-eight seconds left. Exciting end to this all AFC North clash. And and you have to say, Tony, the NFL even though the Jags result didn't go the way we wanted to go they've been vindicated in their decision to have no Sunday night football and play all these games in the same window I know you've been paying attention to the one game but it's been thrilling backwards and forwards between the teams in the playoff chase in the last few hours yeah anytime you get playoff games like this I mean playing games for the playoffs with a lot of emotion a lot of intensity and it's great for the fans it's great for everyone who loves football Tony, what happened to Jacksonville today? The fumbles seem to be really costly. The defense kind of did their job, but fumbles and uh, Blake unfortunately throwing uh, throwing away two really bad picks. Oh yeah, it was the turnovers, especially at the end of the second half. You had the Jadon Mickens uh, decision to try to go field the punter. Well, I don't know what he was doing. That was a turnover that led to three points. Defense came up big uh, because they were in point blank range. They didn't get anything, and then. Immediately after that, the Keelan Cole fumble. And again, they're in field goal range, and the defense holds uh, holds up, and you only get, uh, give up six points in those two turnovers. How but diff- offensively, they just did nothing. They could get nothing going all day. How difficult is it as a player when you know that you are already safe and secure in into the playoffs, and then you've got to come up against a divisional rival who know that they, they need a win to get into that playoffs? Is, is there any chance that the Jags and some of the players may not have been as fully focused as they probably will be next week? No, I don't think so. I think this team came out and played very hard, very focused. They didn't play well on offense. I don't think that had anything to do with it. It was a division rival. They wanted to knock the Tennessee Titans out of the playoffs, but they couldn't get it done, and now it looks like they're probably going to have to play them again next week, and uh, it'll be a very highly uh, emotional 
a game, uh, a lot of energy, and it'll be very interesting to see what happens. I was desperate not to interrupt you there, Tony Baselli, but on fourth and 12 from midfield, Andy Dalton has just found Tyler Boyd over the middle. He skipped a tackle. The Bengals into the end zone. They lead the Ravens, which means that it will be the Bills and the Titans in the playoffs at this rate. And I think from a talent perspective, that's a much better picture for the Jags. Wow, that is unreal to have that happen right there. And that is amazing. And you got to be, if you're a Baltimore Ravens fan, player, coach, you got to be sick to your stomachs right, right there. You're one play away from being in the playoffs. And it shows that having these uh, interdivisional games right on the last game day of the season, it, and Cincinnati don't have anything to play for, but knocking out their rivals. That's a that's a great fillip for for both the Bengals and and all the other teams going in those in the playoff race. It's incredible. Yeah, what a what an exciting moment! Uh, I mean, just great football. The playoffs are going to be the same thing. So coming up next week, uh, we go back to Jacksonville. How important is the not only the home crowd going to be, and and I know it's going to be a packed stadium as well, but how important is is it that uh, that the, the Jags get out? fast and, um, and, and focused and ready for whoever they take I on, mean, be it the I'll, Titans or the, or the Bills. I think the thing is on that, Ollie, to, to kind of ask you, Tony, as you look at the last two weeks, I've got a real concern the Jags are a team who are a bit of a front runner and will struggle to come from behind. So that fast start's got to be massive after what we've seen from the offence the last two weeks. No, and I think uh, if it, this holds up and they play the Bills, I think coming out... I think it's a good matchup for them, and you're right. This, this team has played great whenever they have the lead, and and just the opposite when they haven't. So that fast start can be critical. So, Bills will be getting into the playoffs for the first time since two thousand since nineteen ninety nine. We've got the Titans in there for the first time since two thousand and eight. The Jags in there for the first time since two thousand and seven, and. What have they got to do this week? Because they've lost two on the bounce now. Pretty bad losses to the 49ers and the Titans. How do you reset come Monday morning with next weekend and with their first playoff run for a lot of these young players in mind? Well, you race everything that's happened. It doesn't matter. It's the playoffs. All that matters right now is one game, and you focus on that one game, uh, and you prepare all week. And nothing else. The regular season right now is over, and you don't worry about it. It doesn't matter what's happened, and you go out and play your best game and try to get a victory. Tony, will you be involved in coming in and perhaps talking to any of the team, some, maybe the off- offensive line, and just giving them some advice of a, from a player who has seen and, and and been there and done it when it comes to playoffs? No, I, you know, I, my the way I kind of do it is if, if guys want to talk, you leave it to them, let them talk. They have great coaches, they have some veterans who've been there before. And, uh, and guys like Clays Campbell. So I think they'll be just fine. I, I think it is interesting when you mention that because we spoke with Malik Jackson this past week. We've spoken with Calais Campbell this season. There are not a lot of players in that team who have been there before, but the one or two have had that have been to Super Bowls, won Super Bowls. They've made a big difference, particularly to that defensive unit this year and brought that bit of veteran leadership that that young talent needed. Absolutely. And, and they'll continue to do that and it'll be big this week for the players. 